Okay, so what uh hello, welcome back. Okay. I want to I want to go through each one of the Tehillim from uh, from Kabbalah Shabbat so we can just get a bit of an understanding and see where they fit and there's so much obviously in all of them and I really want to try and fit everything each one into a week. Okay. So normally each thing of feeling telling me will take you like whatever, three weeks because there's so much. But I don't want to do that. I want to try and fly through that if that's okay with you. Is that okay? Okay, good. So let's start. So we start with where we um, which means let us go and praise and uh, praise Hashem. We will bring true, we will bring um, great, greatness, greatness, root. There's another word in English, like to just joy. Let's to the rock of our salvation. So we said that that is um, the, the, the first part is about Let's all go, meaning even the, 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 the non-Jewish world. Let's go and uh, praise Hashem, and then and then The um, the way the Meishiloach, the Meishiloach is the Ishbitzer Rebbe. He says the following. He says that. Um, when we understand, we can we praise Hashem. But when we understand that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is the one that is going to bring our Yeshua, that Hashem is going to bring salvation to us as Am Yisrael, then we're going to just go out, full out, and have like a full concert. With, with all different instruments, and we're going to go be so besimcha that that's the, because we understand HaKadosh Baruch Hu is bringing this salvation. Now we're about to go into Shabbos. Shabbos is, and we're going to go into this a little bit more, is Ma'en Olam which, which is the symbol, call it, of Yeshua. So we're going into Shabbos. We should be going to Shabbos, starting to feel already the sense of, of passionate gladness, joy. Um, often we don't. And we have to be careful of that. Um, you know, the, well, we'll get into it when we get there, but there are different minhagim around Lachadodi. Um, do you stand or do you sit? Okay. Yeah, okay, it was, it's like that story, you know, in the shul, you know, there's that, that, you know, the new rabbi comes to the shul and uh, he's, uh, sees some people stand during the, the repetition of Amidah, some people sit during the repetition of Amidah, so he doesn't know what to do. So, uh, and then he sits and everyone who stands shouts at him, they should be, the minag is to stand, and uh, he stands, the people who sit, so the minag is to sit, and doesn't know what to do. So he goes to the oldest guy in the shul, and he says, the guy, listen, I don't know what to do. Uh, I just see some people stand and some people sit. And when I sit, they shout at me. And when, when I stand, they shout at me. What really? The, what is the minak here in the shul? So well, the minak is to shout at the rabbi when he sits or when he stands, right? That's the minak. So, so different minhagim. The question is not so much in the minhag. The question is what are you doing? Because if you can understand what you're doing, then maybe you don't have to. I'm not saying change your minak, but maybe the 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 manner in which you do things can change. So I stand. Why do I stand? Not because my minag is to stand, because in actual fact, my father sits. But I cannot fathom receiving Shabbos sitting down. You know? A visitor comes to your house, you stand up and say hello. Right? Um, an important person walks past, you stand up and say hello. You know, it's not going to be, you know, Shabbos. Shabbos is quite important. Shabbos is our batzuk or benzuk. We spoke about that, right? It's, it's our partner. You don't just like, oh, 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 bye. Just carry on. Let's go. Let's, let's say a few words. It's got to, it should be a more engaging relationship. So that's Naria Lutsuri Shainu 
is the way the Mashiach says we can go there with passion and, and, and great excitement as in, uh, in receiving our Kodesh Baruch Hu. Now I saw this beautiful thing from the, um, I think it was from the Yismach Moshe. Which we normally translate as, let's go and receive his face, but Toda is thanks. He says, no, it's not thanks. The word with Toda is also from the Shoresh Vidui. Acknowledgement. Right? Acknowledge me. I'm about to go into Shabbos. How do I go into Shabbos? I go into Shabbos saying, I'm doing Vidui. I'm acknowledging what my faults may have been during the week. But even though that is, look where I am. I'm coming into Shabbos. I want to bring into a beautiful Shabbos and make Shabbos into something special that will elevate even me. Vav Dalet. Yud Dalet Vav. Right? I think that's it. Yud Dalet Vav. No, sorry. Hey Dalet Hey. Hoda. But it's, which is the same as, it's the same as thanks. It's the same, especially like people like uh, Rav Shimshon and Rav Falhirsch play around with words all the time. Um, when they've got two, two letters. Because there's a machloikas, by the way, this is important. We Hebrew teacher, right? I think so. So there's a machloikas, there's a massive, massive machloikas at the, at, in the, uh, amongst the medieval people as to does Hebrew have three, three letter shorish or two letter shorish? Right? So we go the way of the three letter shorish, but there's a very legitimate thought that it's a two letter shorish. Now, if you have a two letter shorish, that's what Rav Shimshufal Hirsch does often if you read his thing. He'll start saying, This sounds like this, and you connect them together, and you can start making droshes like it's like uh, to dream. Right? But Savidui uh, and Toda are very similar in that way. Let's receive the face of Akadosh Baruch Hu having gone through a process of Vidui. In other words, Shabbos becomes like Yom Kippur. Erev Shabbos becomes like Yom Kippur. Which means you're going to Shabbos in a way sinless. Because you've done Vidui. Which is quite powerful. Because Vidui is the stepping stone to Tshuva. And Shabbos is the ultimate space where you can do Tshuva. Okay? Uh, we're going to uh, we'll elevate him with, with great song. He, why? Why do we want to do this? So number one, because he's an El Gadol. What do you mean he's an El Gadol? Remember who he's speaking about. Who's coming with us? The whole world. So we're saying to them, Okay, and But you must understand, it's not that he's just a great God. He's the one and only uh, greater than any of the other gods that may exist in your space, non-Jews. And then he says something fascinating. Rashi says, what is Tuafot? Tuafot Harim Law says, the, means, how do they translate? The height of the mountains are his. The peaks of the mountains. He has the, the depth of the world and the heights of the, of the peaks of the mountains are his. What does that even mean? Very bad. It's beautiful. The poetry is magnificent. But what is what's 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 he what's David Amelech or Kodesh Moshe Rabbeinu trying to actually say in all of this? Okay. So why do you use the word your faith? 
Um, he uses the word, but to'afot harim lo. What does to'afot come from? What's the, think of a word in to'afot. Off. An off is a bird, right? Or chicken. Right, but go on the bird side. <laughs> Try to make it a little bit more poetic, right? And the chicken, the hearts of the chicken are with you. Right, the bird. Why is it so important to have a bird? Because it flies. And it's grace in its flight. It's not just a peak, but it can go beyond the peak. For to our foot, Harim law. Asher lo hayam, vahu asahu, vayabeshet yadav yatsavi. Asher lo hayam, the sea is his, Vahu asahu, and he made the sea. Vayabeshet yadav yatsaru, which means? Vayabeshet yadav yatsaru. What is yadav? So vayabeshet, through his hands, the, um, the, the world was yatsaru. Created? No, yatsaru doesn't mean created. Yatsaru means formed. Formed from um, like primary matter. Okay? So Akkadish Baruch owns it all. Let us all go. What's Nishtachave? Right? Bow down. Bow down. As well. It's the same. They're both type of bounds. What's Nivracha? I don't know how they translate that. Means bend the knee from the word berech, right? Livnei Hashem in front of Hashem. Rashi tells us where do you see that word that nivracha? Because my, if I'm almost guaranteed because I know I did until I learned this. Okay, what would you have thought nivracha means? From bracha, right? So let's try and understand that what's going on. Because if we're going to say that all these words are all connected, then there must be in the word nivracha the word bracha as well. Right? So Rav Soloveitchik explains that the word Baruch Atah Hashem is an indication of us bending our knees. The minute we recognize our Kodesh Baruch as the Creator, then we bend our knees towards Him. That's Baruch. So Baruch does not mean you are blessed, because there's no, Hashem does not need us to bless Him, nor does He need us to acknowledge that He is blessed, because the truth is, what does blessed mean? What does the word Baruch mean when we say Baruch at, when, when we give a person a bracha? So there's different understandings of the concept of giving a person a bracha. I think we've spoken about it before. But you don't give a person a bracha in stuff they don't have. Right? If a person is, give, if a person is starting a business, then you would give them a bracha, that, that business that they're starting, should you have success. But if a person um, is, has no intention of running a five-kilometer race. There is no, they're not going to give them a bracha. Hashem should bless you, that your feet should be swift. So it's bizarre, right? You give bracha to that which a person is involved in. A person is involved in, um, in Hatzalah. You give them a bracha that they should be, whatever the case is, you understand. That's bracha. The concept of bracha exists in that which you're in, by the way. So baruch, you can't give, can't call Hashem baruch at Hashem. Hashem doesn't need to get an additional, like, impetus of stuff in order to do what he needs to do. You know, if he wants to do it, he'll just do it, because that's Hashem. So, you know, Baruch does not mean blessed, you know, you Hashem are blessed. It means you Hashem are the one that causes me to be Mavarech, to, to come down. Where do we see that word in Tanakh? And we're going to learn something beautiful. 
Yes, 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 wait. Tell me, tell me, tell me. <laughs> Where is that? Tell me the story. Tell me what happened. If you remember. So I'll tell you what happened. What happens is, sorry, I put a bit on the spot there, huh? So Rashi says, Rashi quotes this pasuk as the source for this word. But I want to tell you, so I went to go and see, because when Rashi quotes a pasuk, it's important to see what that pasuk is saying, to understand that pasuk. So Rashi quotes this pasuk, I'm not trying to find the Rashi, but he quotes the pasuk, and in the pasuk is this unbelievable story. Because what happens is, Eliezer is going to find this wife for Yitzchak, right? So, what type of woman is he looking for? Sneers, chesed, the Natsif says intelligent, that's why she did what she did, is that she took the, she took, took the water, she gave him to drink, the talocha is that you're not allowed to drink out of someone else's glass, by the way. I mean, unless you're not uh, disease-free. So what does she do? The whole thing wasn't to give the camels out of chesed, the whole thing was to, do the, to give the camels so as not to embarrass him by washing the top of the thing. She's going to take this thing home, remember? She's going to take this thing back home with all the shmutadik you know, mouth of this person that she's never met before. So she takes it and by taking, giving the camels water, she's effectively washing the, the top of the, of the jug. So he's looking for intelligence, like something with a little bit of um, um, spontaneity. What is he not looking for? He's not looking for a gold digger. So what does he do? So the way he says, I can't remember who it was, I think it might be the Malbim, he says that Eliezer comes along and Eliezer, he makes the Gmalim go down. He makes them go down on their knees. Where does he make them go down on their knees? Before the well. Long before the well. On the outskirts of the well. So that he can watch. Why? What is he watching? So he's watching to see who comes, to, who comes there. Why is that so important? Because the people, it's an unbelievable story. Because the people that are going to come there are either are one or two people. Either they are the servants of the wealthy people, right? Or people who aren't so wealthy. Remember what he asked for. He said, if there will be a girl that comes here and that I ask will give me the fellow, then she'll be the wife of Yitzchak. So he's not going to ask a slave to be the wife of Yitzchak. It's got to be the daughter of somebody who's there. But the daughter of somebody who's there, she doesn't want it to be bedaddled by the ten camels that he's got with her. So therefore he makes them, he puts them down somewhere there so she will show herself as just a normal person. She doesn't know how many camels he's got, but she can see the guy's traveling. So he comes and he says to her, you know, can I have someone? She says, I'll give you camels. He says, okay, fine, there's ten of them there. She goes, oh my God. No, she didn't do that. Right? But that's, that's the person he wanted. He wanted a person who would do it. Why? Because that's what we do. And it's fascinating that he looked for a person, what he would have thought would have been a person not of such high social and economic standing. Because that wasn't important to him. Right? He doesn't ever mention money in his whole story. But that's why Yavrech. Okay, let's carry on. I thought there was an amazing understanding of that story. Um, and it sheds a lot of light on who the person is. Exactly. That's why. She's got to go, she's got to, she's got to fill it up. She's got to walk to the camels and come back. That's quite a story. Okay, let's carry on. Um, okay. Um, so why do we do this? Ki hu eloheinu va'anachnu am marito v'tson yadol. Because he's our God, and who are we? Who are we in this whole program? Anachnu am marito v'tson yadol. 
We are the nation of Marito, of the sheep, his sheep. Okay? What does the word Mar'e mean? To tend the sheep. So, we are the nation. What other what else what other word is sitting in that? Okay. They try Ra'a, what else what other word is sitting in that word? Ra is sitting in that word. Okay. Mar'e is sitting in that word. There's a lot going on in that word. Can you see that? So let's try and unpack that word just a little bit. Um So that's interesting that there is a midrash that says that these five Tehillim, so Tehillim we ascribe to David Amelech, right? But there are some others. There's Mizmor Divnei Korach, right? There's one, there's some to Bnei, there's one to Bnei Korach. We say some of them Adam Arushan wrote. There's, uh, there's one, there's some of them Moshe Rabbeinu wrote. There's, they're all like spotted around, David, uh, around Tehillim. There are ones that are not only written by David Amelech. According to one of the Midrashim, these five were written by Moshe Rabbeinu. Okay. okay. And maybe that's what Moritz Owen saw. Could be. Okay. So it says, uh, so it says the Malbim. The Malbim says, Am Maritot Sonyador. That a Kodesh Baruch who looks after us like a Ro'e Edro. Like a shepherd. shepherd. Where do you know that word from? Where do you know that phrase from? Correct. From Unatana Tokef, right? And he gives us so much, he gives all his, his goodness to us. He says, yeah, there's an amazing thing, you have to understand. The relationship that HaKadosh Baruch Hu has with most things in this world is because He created them. He created them. That's His relationship. But with us it's different. A shepherd doesn't just leave the sheep. A shepherd takes the sheep, looks after the sheep, and brings them back in. That's how a Kaddish Baruch Hu deals with us. If we want to be the sheep that runs away, okay, then we've got what, we have to deal with that. But uh, that's how a Kaddish Baruch Hu deals with us. Am Marito v'tsonyado. But there's another thing in that. Am Marito, we are the nation which he, Marito, which he is Mare. Now, if we are the nation, which he is Mare, and we have an obligation to imitate HaKadosh Baruch Hu, it means what? That not only do we have an obligation to, be, to receive the pastoral whatever, then we've got to do the same. We are Amarito, we are the nation that is supposed to be guiding the rest of the world. Vatsonyado. And we have to make others into that same, same, same process in some way or another. Marie with an iron is to is um, to ten. to ten, like to to pass pass the yeah. Okay, um, there are those. There's Anachnu Ammari, so we're the ones who did Ra, and because of that, certain things happen. And we'll see that as we go through a little bit more. Hayom um, imbekolot tishmau. What on earth does that mean? 
I mean, you know what I mean? Today, in Bukalot it doesn't seem to fit anywhere. Can you see that? Ki hu Eloheinu anachta amarito v'tzon yado hayom in Bukalot Yishmau. We are, um, he's our God, and we are, we, we are, the, we are the, the nation of his posturing and the, the sheep of his hand. Hayom today, in Bukalot Yishmau, if we listen to his voice. What's going on there? So most people say it's very simple. When do we become the son of Hashem? When do we become the ones who heard of Hashem? When? On the day that we start listening to him. Okay. However, there's a great midrash in the Gemara, and the Gemara asks the following question. When is Mashiach coming? So the Gemara tells the story of uh, people that go and they're asking the question. They see David, uh, sorry, they see uh, Eliyahu Anavi, they say, when is Mashiach coming? And he says, Hayon! And that Everyone is ecstatic, right? He's coming, and it's a, let's say it's a Tuesday. Everybody's so happy, right? Got, all everyone's preparing. You know, the flights are booked for Wednesday night to go to Eretz Israel. Everything's terrific, and comes Tuesday night as the sun sets, and everybody is waiting. Where is Mashiach? So they go up to Eliezer. What's going on? I'm, I'm, I'm modernizing the story. Okay. Where is Mashiach? You said it was coming Hayom. They said, yes, we've got to finish the Pasuk. Hayom imbekolotishmau. You'll come today. When is this messianic area? When is this Tsurish Enu going to manifest himself? Hayom imbekolotishmau. What is it? What's the call of Hashem that we're supposed to be hearing? So that is the biggest question that we have to ask. Because if we want to say that Mashiach is going to come, what's the call of Hashem that we're supposed to be hearing in order for us to do to get this Mashiach process happening? What's the call? Okay, maybe. Could be. Should be. Where do you see that in the Pasuk? In which Pasukim do you see that? It's not here. It's not here. I'm, I'm, I'm throwing you a bit of a, a, bit of a hard question. No? Uh, who, where do you see that? What's the call of Hashem? Where do you know about the call of Hashem? Where's the reference to the call of Hashem? But that's... Whose voice is that? We're not sure whose voice that is. Okay. Do you remember last week we spoke? And we spoke about the fact that it's 95, 96, 97, 98, 99, and there's no 100. Okay? And we try to figure out why there's no 100. And we said because part of the process is, is hoda'ah, is thanks, and the rest of the process is praise. Right? Is halal. I want you to look at the next one that comes after 99. Right? The whole thing about but look what are the words thank you you want to know what the call is you know that call you spoke about in the first chapter of Stilim that you spoke about on uh, on uh, Kabbalat Shabbat this call Hayom and then it leaves us in a bit of suspense 
And it tells us all about the new song that we're supposed to sing. And it tells about, about the Melech of Hashem. And it tells us again about the new song you're supposed to sing. It tells again about the Melech of Hashem, you remember from last week. And then it introduces us to the call that we're supposed to be hearing. What's the call that we're supposed to be hearing? It's the call that vests itself in that Tehillim just before we bring Shabbos in. And what is that call about? Where in nature? What happened? I mean, you're not, that's why I said I'm not saying you're wrong. I want to... And where did nature hear the voice of HaKadosh Baruch Hu as did everybody else? At Har Sinai. So that's what I'm saying. I just wanted to get you that point. Right? Once we understand that this day that we're going into starts with Hayom in Tishmal, if we will hear the voice of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, then everything is different. What's the voice? The voice is not Hashem saying this and you know, be nice to each other and be this and be that and keep Shabbos and you keep kosher, you know, and don't steal. It's not that. It's everything. It's the whole process of what Shabbos is about. So you're saying that nature is a proof of Hashem? No, I'm saying nature he heeds the call. Where do we see? Nature gives us the call and heeds the call. We're the ones who are not heeding the call. You know, nature, there's this whole midrash around the sea. That the sea, the, the sea's trying to go back to its original place on the land. That's why it goes forward, and then it remembers, oh, oh I've got to go back. Because, well, you know, it's a bit of stupid to see, like it's got like Alzheimer's of some sort, because it keeps going forward and back and forward and back and forward and back. But the point is that nature heeds the call of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. In Bakalot if we would heed that same call that nature heeds, and that nature hears, and that nature sings, Exactly. And that's why, it, that's why we then, having said that, we can go straight into Shabbos. Because now we understand that this world that we've come through and the experience of the week before was to get us to call. Hayom Ibakalot Tishma. Okay, let's... Cool, yeah, yeah, very nice. Very nice idea. Very nice idea. Okay, let's go weiter. Very nice. Okay. He said, just listen carefully, he says. What's al takshu? What's the word takshu? From kashe. What other word is it from? Where else do you know the word takshu? Am kashe oref. Al takshu. Don't be hard. Don't be silly. We can really be silly sometimes, right? Al takshu levavchem. And like the day when you made trouble there with our Kodesh Baruch Um Nasuni You tested us. You saw everything I was doing. It's like bizarre if you think about what people they did in the desert. Right? So you know what? The truth is, for 40 years I didn't want this nation. That's what Hashem says. It's quite scary. They are completely off the track. That I swore by Api, what's by Api? In my anger. In Yavoun El Manuchati. If they would come, El Manuchati, to my place of rest. Meaning, I saw in anger that they would never get to, the, to Eretz Israel. Hayom in the Kolot All depends on us. 
So for 40 years, having seen the greatness of the Yubonish Loyla, Am Yisrael still, okay, went wonky. So it's not what, that, that end part is a warning to us to say, don't think you can rest on your laurels and just because you say your brothers every morning, right, nothing's going to happen. There's enough going off the raya, off, what do you call it, off the, off the derech, right? There's enough going off the derech of people who seem to be on the derech. And the shortest and smallest things can take us off. You know, there's this unbelievable Gomorrah about Acher. You know the Acher? Acher was... Um, Acher. Oh gosh, what is his name? So Acher was one of the... Uh, he was the teacher of Rebbe Meir. Okay? Um, oh gosh, I can't remember his name. Okay, Acher is the teacher of Rebbe Meir. Before his name is Acher, I'll, I'll remember it when I remember it. Okay. Before he's the teacher of Rabbi Meir, he's one of the greatest Talmidim of the time, Talmidah Chachamim of the time. And it's the, 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 there's a story in the Gomorrah in Kiddushin that says that he saw a kid, a child, go up a, uh, up a stepladder because his father had told him to chase away the mother bird. And he sees this child go up the stepladder, chases away the mother bird, gets the eggs, falls down and dies. Double long life. Both of them, the reward is long life. And he says, well, late din, late dying. There's no judge. There's no judgment. Boom, gone. Gone. Everything out. Threw everything out. This is one of the greatest tanoim that ever lived. So we need to be careful to rest on our laurels and say, you know, I'm strong. No one's strong. At every time that we get challenged, we need to know the challenge is there to see whether we're strong or not. Right? That's what he's saying. I share, um, that what do you mean they didn't know the way of HaKadosh Baruch Hu? How do you know the way of Hashem? Every morning they woke up and had something to eat because Hashem left it there for them. You know, it's like children, you know? There's nothing in the fridge. Like, what do you mean? Every morning, wake up, but there's something. There's something in the fridge. Okay? Right? So, they knew. They understood. We just kicked against it. HaKadosh Baruch Hu said, that's why they're not going to go into Earth as well. And the whole process... Of, um, of Shabbos, of going into Shabbos, is what? And one thing only. And that is to achieve a state of Ma'ain Olam Haba, which is the state of Eretz Israel when Mashiach comes. I'm now remembering that as I go into Shabbos, because in my Shabbos I need to make sure that I can try and achieve through my connection to my family, to Hashem, to myself, a state of Ma'ain that's our discussion. That's our, our choice, how we want to go into Shabbos. But, uh, you know, you have to make that choice. And that's the beginning of the Kabbalah Shabbat. Hashem will continue next week with more. Okay.